Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Back in the office, back in the saddle after my first week-long business trip since COVID began. Been 18, 19 months. Anyway, back from that, trying to get in the routine. We're in John chapter 1 this morning on our chapter day journey. It was verses 12 through 13 that resonated with me. It says, yet to all who did receive him, speaking of Jesus, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. Today's podcast is entitled, Just Like My Old Man. So I was on my first major business trip since COVID this past week, and while on the road and having some extra time on my hands, I continued a seemingly endless task of organizing a massive archive of personal and family photos. Yesterday, I posted a photo on social media that I came across during this process. It's a photo of my parents taken in 1976. Friends were quick to comment how much I look like my father, a reality that has become increasingly obvious the further I progress on this earthly journey. If you'd like to see that photo, it's on the blog post today at TomBanderwell.com. Identity is a theme at the very heart of John's biography of Jesus. In fact, it's present throughout the opening chapter on a number of different levels. At the time of the original Jesus movement, the followers of Jesus were navigating two prevailing schools of thought and philosophy, the Greek one and the Jewish one. And it happened that philosophers in both of those schools chewed on a concept of the Greek word logos, or logos, L-O-G-O-S, which is literally translated in the Greek as word, but was understood to metaphorically mean something much greater in importance. The Greeks understood logos to be a rational principle that governs the universe and all things. Jewish scholars, on the other hand, considered Logos to be the word of God which created the world and governs it, equating it to the eternal law which they believe existed before creation and was revealed to humanity through Moses and the laws of Moses. Now, in the opening of his firsthand witness account of Jesus' ministry, death, and resurrection, John submits to his readers a yes and to the Logos concept. The eternal Logos, he says, is eternal, creator, provider of life and light, sustainer, and was made flesh and blood and came to live in our neighborhood. The fact that this happened, John goes on to explain, has important ramifications for me. The opportunity to be transformed into the spiritual progeny of the divine. John foreshadows what Jesus will tell Nicodemus in a couple of chapters into his account. There is a spiritual birth that is every bit as real as the physical one. There is a spiritual life that is every bit as real as my physical one. 
There is a spiritual family that is every bit as real as my physical one, complete with resemblance to my father. Now, I love John's version of Jesus' story. Matthew, Mark, and Luke each have their own take. John's was written about 30 years later than the other three. John was the only one of the 12 to live to old age and die a natural death. The rest were killed for their faith and martyred. And he's writing from a place of deeper wisdom and greater life experience. He has witnessed the fulfillment of Jesus' prophetic claim that not one stone of Jerusalem's temple would remain standing, and in fact, it was destroyed in 70 AD. He has grieved the deaths of all of his companions. He sees with greater fullness and discernment all that Jesus had said and done, and he communicates it in a beautifully themed and structured work that was a lifetime in development. It was just over 40 years ago that I experienced the spiritual birth that John introduces in today's chapter. I look back today with deeper wisdom and far more life experience than I had in the heady days of my youth when this spiritual journey began. The DNA that gave me a striking resemblance to my father has now been passed on to two generations. In fact, when our daughter Taylor did one of those online apps that shows you what you look like as the opposite sex. She discovered that she's basically a female version of me. And likewise, I found an old photo of a two-year-old me on my grandfather's lap that looks astonishingly like our grandson Milo. I'd like to think that the spiritual resemblance to my heavenly father has become increasingly clear over these 40 years as well that I'm more loving and less judgmental, that I'm more joyful and less pessimistic, more peaceful, less fearful, more patient and less condemning, more kind and less spiteful, more goodness in me and less selfishness, more gentle, less abrasive, more faithful, and less dismissive, more self-controlled, and less driven by my appetites and emotions. When it comes to who I am in the spirit, capital S, I desire nothing more than to be identified by my resemblance to my old man and my brother Jesus. I hope you have a great day today, my friend. It's good to be back. We'll see you here tomorrow.